0: Warning, the podcast Under the Stairs is not safe for work We'll feature movie spoilers and language which most listeners may find offensive Brought to you in conjunction with Legion Podcast Network Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs to the podcast under the stairs. This is Baz v. Halloween, episode number two of 2017. That's right, we're already on the second episode. And to recap what we had in episode number one was a draw. Uh, <laughs> um, neither side really managed to make much headway. I think we joked on the episode that the episode really meant nothing in the grand scheme of things but the Baz lost out to a little movie called Bad Ben chosen by you guys the listeners which put you guys one point up and one point to Halloween unfortunately my choice the houses that October built didn't win so the Baz got a point so that's one point to the Baz against Halloween And it means that I have no points at all, which means the listeners are one point over me. It's all getting complicated. It's all getting the way we like it, under the stairs. Let's see if the two movies chosen for episode number two will either make or break the host, the star of this show. He is the man. He is the myth. He's the motherfucking legend. He is the Baz.
1: Hola, sexy witches. <laughs> what is shaking Canadian bacon?
0: <laughs> ah, dear, I just... It's, like, like, people listen to this and they must be like, a Baz has a cheat sheet of all these things written down. No, that's is spontaneous Baz. It's like a tumour that just
1: spurts out of my mouth. <laughs> It'll kill me one day, don't
0: I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but... Um, I don't know why think... I'm
1: laughing at all, do I? I'm <laughs> excruciating pain. As we discussed off air, I believe I've shattered about three of my toes just yep. before I came on air. Yep, so no, if, if, if the, if the humour is perhaps lacking in this uh, episode, but the anger and hatred <laughs> is of a much higher ratio than normal,
0: that's why. <laughs> yeah, like... The way you described what you did before recording turned my stomach. No, I literally, I, I you heard it. I, I I dry heaved when I heard it. Explain it to the listeners, Baz.
1: Yes, I uh, smashed my bare foot of the solid oak post at the bottom of my bed. At best, I have staved between two and three of my toes. Uh, at worst, the small one is shattered. <laughs> and I'm off to Spain in about three days, <laughs> whoop whoop. with uh, my lovely open-toed sandals oh, and my little black toes. <laughs> so that's uh, it's going to be lovely.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, wait, he's in Spain and his foot looks like it's got frostbite. Yeah, um, absolutely.
1: My family will be vomiting every time they look at me. <laughs> oh, hold on! Hold on! There was a wee wave of pain
0: crashing over me. Oh, no. That's what you're doing to yourself. What are you
1: doing I to yourself? Know. I'm on the side. i eat the side of the mission. Really, I just stayed with the whiskey
0: the night. I actually do my a whiskey. Ooh, that sounds oh, good. I'm on the Hobgoblin. I've just finished recording a Thursday Thursday with the peeps. And I have a Hobgoblin and I have a Jura, Baz. A wee Jura.
1: Nice. Mm. That is a
0: fine combo. It's very, very nice. I'm, I'm enjoying life. i yeah, oh, tell you what, I'm, I'm inspired by that. I'm going to have that for my breakfast tomorrow before I go out. Sounds fair. Sounds yeah. like the, the, the breakfast of champions. Indeed. But you're only a champion if you win both these movies. <laughs>
1: That's true. Well done, this is, only what, this is
0: only one battle in the war, though. <laughs> it is. The, the war will never end, Bass. <laughs> no, it hasn't so far. No, (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll trundle on So we've another two movies uh, selected, one by the listeners and one by myself Which will be coming up on this episode of the podcast Under the Stairs The first one um, is a little movie called Paranormal Entity Now the reason I kind of took my time there and stressed the words out there Is because I keep wanting to say Paranormal Activity And if you were out with the fact that the names are very similar, if you were to see any of the promotional artwork for this movie, um, or even have seen the movie, you would see that there's maybe a likeness between one movie and the other. Maybe someone was inspired and or ripped off uh, the concepts or ideas um, or techniques behind a certain movie certainly the techniques maybe maybe not necessarily the story but let's say um, uh, let, let's be kind we'll call it an homage homage seems good but yeah. i like that uh, it seems it seems sexy in form well been um, very kind
1: that has to be said <laughs>
0: I, I, I love the on the, the, the Amazon page for the movie it says horror and mystery it's certainly a horror movie it's only a mystery if you've never seen Paranormal Activity <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah that's the first choice and um, I'm going to name and shame the person that picked this one this is our buddy Blockley um, the painted so, man whore yeah when he, when he listens to this he will know what he has done so that's the, the movie representing the listeners and then we'll be following it up with uh, the second movie review my second pick I'm hoping to score a point at least one point he's a point um, I've chose a little movie called The Strangers which you've been looking forward to seeing for fucking ages now yeah the, the cover art keeps appearing
1: everywhere I look mm-hmm. you know the, the the image of them in the house with the masks on I keep seeing it every time on Amazon and different things well, I'd really need to watch that film, and I'm sure a while ago you told me not to, because we would cover it at some point
0: on the show, and here we are. There you go. I do not lie about these things. You I don't have plans. Take, it's take you four years, but we got there in the end. Yeah, sometimes these plans take four years to come into fruition, <laughs> but um they're always there, Baz. They're always there. So yeah, so another two movie reviews. Like I said in the intro, um we are in a position just now that we are one apiece. Um, yep. and when I say we I mean me representing Halloween and you representing yourself um, and in the other battle the listeners are one up over me yep. which is not good, don't like that feeling um, You're currently so,
1: wiping the listener jizz off your chin oh, Jesus Christ We oral sex analogy there for the, <laughs> for the obtusely blunt that didn't pick up on that
0: Oh dear. Um, the only other thing I want to do uh, before we kick into this is that I want to take a couple of seconds, and this will definitely give it a, the listeners know that we record these well in advance of October now, um, but we, we uh, partook in a little sexy cinema visit last night. Oh yeah, we did. Um, we went to see a little movie. It's—I don't think it's doing particularly well at the cinema. Um, based on some novel written by this like relatively unheard-of horror writer um, called Stefano King, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, and uh, the movie was called I It. Yeah, ID, ID. it was about this clown that can't program a computer. Yeah. Um and the ultimate resolution was that all I had to do was switch it off and switch it back on again, um and everything worked. About uh, yeah.
1: anticlimactic.
0: <laughs> no, we we checked out uh, the the new uh, retelling of Stephen King's It in the cinema chapter number 1. Um and it was the second view for me. I saw it about a week ago. Um and and was very much excited to go and see it again, so much so that I pretty much badgered our big sexy buddy Dave. So that if you are even considering going to see this, I will go and see it with you. And yeah. then we're like, let's get a buzz in, let's get let's let's make this a sexy trifecta which we did. We did
1: indeed, and but Big Davey has some weird code thing that basically gets me in for free, so I'm kinda like his little man whore when I go to I the don't cinema know how room. did it
0: I don't know how, it was literally like Dave had was like the architect in The Matrix. He just walked up to the woman with his phone, things were scanned and then we went to our seats.
1: Uh, it was one step away he just walking up there with a pile of tickets in his hand and just firing them off. Do you know That's, what I mean? Like dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> it's
0: not even the worst bit. The worst bit is like, like, me and Dave both have cinema cards. I didn't give Dave my cinema card number, so how did he know it was?
1: I don't know, and and he got your seat was right next to it. it was, it's too much for me, Duncan. It's too much. It's a daft Cart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we went out to check. Why, out, why don't um, you tell the listeners about the coffee you drank in the cinema, <laughs> Duncan?
0: So so Baz and Dave both arrive like veterans of uh, I was going to say cheapskates, but veterans of of cinema visits. Uh, they both arrive with rucksacks like, two steps away from, like, being kind of jihadi bombers. Yeah. Like, that's literally... You did look like that, because you've got the beard rocking just now at the moment as well. And I had my um, camouflage on. You did. It's the day you show up with bags packed with, with juice and sweets and popcorn and all that. Baz ain't
1: paying those robbing motherfuckers in the cinema one <laughs> thin dime, my friend.
0: Um, I don't tend to eat much of or anything that the cinema, I tend to, when I go, I get myself a coffee, and there's a Starbucks, in our local cinema, uh, our local cineplex, um, so I, I nipped up there, and I was like that, ah, you know, I fancy something a bit sweeter though, something, you know, give me a bit of a sugar rush, it's, it is a two hour, and 15 minute long movie, I will have a caramel macchiato, and I'll have a large one, so I went up, and I was like, caramel macchiato, and I was like, could you just put another, Espresso shot in there and like, yeah, not a problem, sir. So they go away and start making it. they ask you for your name, which I hate, but they ask for the name and they start making it. And then the woman puts it in and she goes like that, There's your four shot Macchiato. And I was like, Come again? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, There's your four shot Macchiato. And this thing like had the power of Grace skull inside. <laughs> I swear to God, it was I took a sip. Freaking sit- mental. Now you-
1: but, but, the listeners obviously are, are very familiar with you, Duncan, you've been doing this a long time now, but mm-hmm. I, I don't, there's very few of them will actually have spent any time in your presence. Duncan is quite an intense guy, he has a lot of energy, he has a lot of stuff going on, all at the one time in his head, you can see the veins pulsing in his head as a are 40 billion things raised through and this pervert gave him four shots of espresso in a coffee when he was sat next to me in a cinema. <laughs>
0: like, I drink my coffee strong, and you, you know it's it's a bad day for everyone when the first sip of me drinking a coffee results in me turning to Baz going, oh yeah, bastard, that's strong. Yeah, <laughs> aye, exactly. Baz drinks decaf. And my mate in the bed... <laughs> I knew things
1: were going to go badly when there was a trailer for the new Gerard Butler movie on. <laughs> the one where he has a satellite that controls the weather. And obviously Duncan's been to see it already, so he's seen the trailers, he's like, oh wait you see this? You need to watch this, this is hilarious. And then proceeded to talk for about the next minute and a half And glad had to go if you shut the fuck up and watch the trailer. Then we can talk about it. But I've pretty much missed it all now because you've been wittering incessantly. <laughs> and, and he wasn't even whittling them at ear. He was doing that thing where he was bending right round, so he was like face on face as he talks really quick in the face.
0: <laughs> oh my god! I'm never going to get through this film. <laughs> oh, well, we did get through the movie. Yes, we did. Like what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll very, very, I'll very quickly ask you. Um, you had posted on Facebook <clears throat> um, the day before, actually. Yeah, we went to see it that you were struggling to give any fucks about it.
1: Yeah. yeah, and there was there was so much love for this movie and I'm like, that. I'm really not bothered about this at all kind of thing. I don't know. I did see the original back when it came out on the telly over here. Mm-hmm. I certainly saw the first part and I saw enough of the second part to know that it wasn't anywhere near as good as the first part, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. But it was only that once. I'm sure I, I'm sure I recorded it off the telly at the time. And I would have watched that one, so it's not a film that I was overly familiar with. Um, and it just didn't pump my nads in any kind of way, to be honest. Um, beforehand, and everybody was going, Oh my God, it's the greatest film I've ever seen, and i have fallen in love with horror again, and you know, I'm going to run off and become a clown. <laughs> oh fucking hell, right, this is annoying me already. I'm, I'm just, and actually, made of mind, I wasn't going to go and see it, and then you spun your Machiavellian plan.
0: <laughs> Hashtag pumping my nads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way you turn the phrase. Um, like I'd said, um, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to make my top ten list of horror movies because I've seen some pretty fucking incredible movies this year. But to me, it's the epitome of what a a theatre going horror experience should be. Like I very rarely get scared when I go and see any movie, and it didn't scare me. But you'll acknowledge, like the I, I giggle like a giddy schoolgirl when I see people shit themselves in a Mm -hmm. cinema. Mm -hmm. Like I literally think it is the greatest thing ever because that's what I, I I live vicariously through their scare. Um, And the film has done so much money, and it's it's on track just now to be. You know not only this year's biggest earning horror movie but i think it's it has the potential as the legs to dethrone some of the bigger ones that have come out in the last couple of years certainly like a conjuring 2 or the conjuring which are massive massive movies It's, it's on track to do that and we are going to get the sequel which i can't wait to see and you know there is that danger nowadays that they'll just not do a sequel if the first movie doesn't Yeah, make bank so to speak Um, I've got to say I I enjoyed the film Um, I really did I thought thought it was
1: very well done Um, I thought the casting was excellent I thought the kids were brilliant Uh, and particularly the little Finn Wolfhard whatever his fucking name is from Stranger (laughs) Things he was hilarious and the girl uh, is it Sophia Lillis or something her name yeah, is yeah the one
0: that plays Bev she's yeah I thought she amazing. was
1: absolutely brilliant I've never seen her before at all and then. I don't know if she's been in much to be honest I suspect she's not um, I thought she was excellent yeah I, I, I did I genuinely enjoyed the film I thought it was very well done I, I, I don't quite see just why some people are losing their shit so bad over it it was a good film I have seen yeah. better films do you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. it, I'm not taking away from it. It was a good movie. I did enjoy it. Maybe those people had more of a an affection for the original and this, you know, seemed to improve on that and maybe that just really worked for them. And that, That's fair enough. For me, it didn't really grab me that way. It was definitely a couple of hours we was spending. And I will say for a film that's about two hours, ten minutes long and I was fucking dead on my feet with exhaustion last night mm-hmm. when we went to the cinema, um, I cruised through it. it. It's not a film takes effort
0: you can just sit there and, and get an into it and it's a good time yeah i think it, it works on multiple levels for me i think um I, i'm with you i don't think it's the i i understand why if you've been away for horror for a while watching a movie like that in the cinema and, and genuinely getting brought into the experience is kind of like almost coming back to church you know that way where people talk about a religious awakening mm-hmm. um like I, I can imagine from up from a horror perspective that going through i imagine that if you grew up with the source material like i did i mean it certainly follows more in line with the canon of the book than the tv movie although there are nods and hints to you know they pay homage certainly to to the original tv movie for sure in, in that segment um I think it's difficult to make a judgment. Everyone's asking for comparisons. You can't, I don't think, make a comparison now until that second part comes out. And you see it as a a full entity. And um, it's theirs to fuck up. I think they have put down a very impressive foundation in which to build the second part, which is arguably the scarier part. um, Because, you know, people die. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. People actually die in the... uh, you know when they come back as adults so um, I'm really interested to see where that goes and I, I'm really looking forward to it and yeah I think it's, I've seen a couple of horror movies at the cinema this year and all of them with the exception of The Bye Bye Man have been great like really 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 good um, my favourite horror movie the the year is Get Out, still is Get Out I think it's a fucking incredible movie I saw that in a cinema with six people I'd been out yeah. for about like three days and no one fucking went to see that I went to see it and both times I went to see it the cinema was packed so yeah and know, last
1: night was what a Wednesday yeah Wednesday was people was freaking mobbed
0: so I mean that's to me that's cool and I, I, I like that sort of thing and I think maybe people are verbalising the excitement in a way which maybe translates to the movie being of a higher quality than it is
1: yeah
0: um, I would say though I don't know who it was that posted it, but I will hunt you down. (laughs) Um, Someone posted on the Facebook page, did anyone stick around to the end of the credits? Because there's an Easter egg there. So, of course, me, like a fucking fud, uh, which, by the way, is a Scottish word for a fanny, which is also a Scottish word for a vagina, um, was like that. Baz has got his jacket on, He's fucking camo gear, getting ready to... bomber train or something. Um like get his, like the backpacks on his back and he's standing up and I'm like, Baz, wait wait, And I know what Baz is like with after credit sequences. Ate really them. Like them. Ate Hate them. Hate them. I was like I was like, Baz, wait. There is an after credit sequence. And Baz is like, is there? And I was like, well I had been told the internet Baz has told me. Let us let us all sit down.
1: I know I could, I could tell from the look in your face you weren't going to leave and oh, my fuck. You do really sit here with these two freaks next to us and the two docks of the eight fucking rows down are sitting everybody else is just teaming out the place yep. and there's seven of us left in that fucking cinema Well, the cleaners hang about at the bottom waiting for us to leave
0: yeah um, and all I'm going to say is if that's what constitutes as an after credit sequence then I-, I hate the world
1: yeah and whoever said it to you we will find you and we will fucking kill you <laughs>
0: Yeah, not worth the stay. Um yeah. but yeah, great a great a great little movie. It um, was had a lot of fun. It yeah, had a lot of fun with it. Um
1: before we move on, I want to very quickly say something. Um mm. just this, this will date the show a little bit, but I don't care. Um the day that we're recording this, um one of my musical heroes died today. Grant Hart ah, from yes. Husker died. Mm-hmm. Um, tragically, lost his battle with cancer. Um and I spent the whole day listening to Grant Harp and Nova Mob and Husker Doe songs, Um, and it's a sad, sad day, and I'm very pleased, about six or seven years ago, he did a solo tour, uh, came to Glasgow, um, and me and my wife went to see him in Mono in Glasgow, and I'm very glad I did, and I can say that song. and I just wanted to say that. We don't normally talk about music much in the show, but um, I'm genuinely really gutted that he's passed away. There's a... A Husker do box set getting released in November that a lot of people mm-hmm. probably don't even know is coming out. Um, it's very early kind of recordings of theirs that they put together. The, the band haven't spoken for so long. None of their albums have ever been remastered or anything like that. They finally got it sorted out, and this label's putting this out. And myself and my friend Stuart were s- silently hoping there might be a reunion tour on the cards. And alas, it's not to be. So, uh, Grant Hart, this one is for you, my friend.
0: Yeah, I, I did read that earlier on, and I did remember that you were you were a big fan, so uh, that had been kind of churning around in the back of my brain. Um, Baz, let's do this, don't. Yeah, we we have we have two movies to discuss on this episode, and the people out there are ravenous for it. They want to know what is going to go down on this show, so um, we need to give them what they want because that's what this show is all about: giving the people what they want at the expense of your mental health Um, (laughs) so um, up first is the listener's choice Um, we're going to take a short break you're going to promos for shows that we love you are going to hear the trailer for movie number one, it's Paranormal Entity from 2009 when myself and Baz return we're going to be reviewing that movie right after this
2: did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds?
0: Ah, uh, necrophilia.
2: Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't, don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this? No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore i am in the most sincerest of senses disappointed in him it takes a powerful goddess like connie jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it i'm still tripping out over that even as a kid i was like i gotta find a girl like that every week i I get a new look of disappointment that i never thought i could get out of it unimaginable at 12 years old you should not be watching this obviously at 13 you should not be 14 you shouldn't be i'm not entirely sure even 17 year olds should be watching this because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to sire. I've written here, this film
1: is fucking shite. The film kicked my ass. I will never watch this film again. Never as long as I live. Jason Voorhees, eye fucking morning. Horror, like, And horror should be fucking ashamed of itself. These guys are just a pair of fannies. Do you know what I mean there is fucking nothing it's a collection of badly filmed scenes made by two pricks if you feel that it's getting too sexy or just too awesome just love the fuck off get off the podcast this could get cataclysmic and without a word of a lie and I'm genuinely not making this up and I've never done this in my life I'm just like shit <laughs> my nervous system is at your disposal to be mocked by the fucking idiots that listen to this podcast. Charlotte <laughs> 911,
3: what's your emergency call? Please, send help me kill them, they killed my mm-hmm. family's dad. Can you tell me what's happening? Mm-hmm. Please, just send help me kill them both. they're dead, my sister's dead. My sister's dead, I killed her! I killed her! My, My sister's dead! Sam. Sam. Oh, I don't oh
0: and welcome back so you just had the trailer for this first movie of episode number 2 of Baz V Halloween this is Paranormal Entity from 2009 the movie was directed by Shane Van Dyke Um, the movie stars Erin Marie Hogan Fia Pereira Norman Salette and Shane Van Dyke did I just get through that? Without mistake,
1: uh, I wouldn't say it was flawless, but we'll, we'll, it's far better than normal.
0: <laughs> Motherfucker, <I> can, <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't give it to me, would you? Uh, right, um, let's let's say
1: <laughs> I'd give it to you. I'd fucking give it to you, McLeish.
0: Right, let's move on. <laughs> um, the synopsis for this one is uh, <laughs> it's quite interesting the way it's actually written on. Um, on On Amazon it says Prepare to see what is allegedly The actual footage It's it's such a sarky fucking synopsis (laughs) It's got actual footage In in quotation marks as well Actual, air quotes Actual footage of Supernatural events leading up to The 2008 murder of Samantha Finley Released against her wishes uh, Of the authorities This DVD proves That nothing human caused samantha's death now like i said blockley picked this one blockley picked this one and i was like that really he's he's done all the paranormal activity movies he's like yeah yeah but this will get him and i was like really (laughs) like you seem really cut he's like yeah yeah yeah, trust me this will get him this will get him so purely on blockley's basis and because i have a sneaky suspicion i think you're going to walk this one but i may be wrong I've been wrong before. Turns out I'm wrong every time I think I'm right um, on this show. Baz, I want you to speak to our listeners, but in particular with this review. Speak to Andy Blockley. Yeah. (laughs) And I want you to tell us all, and Andy, what you made of Paranormal Entity. I certainly shall. So, Andy,
1: Andy, my friend, if you're listening, just lie back. And imagine me squatting over your face. And at the end of it, we'll see what happens. Could go either way. You know what I mean? Could just teabag you. Could go a very different route, Andy. Let's see, shall we? Paranormal Entity. I had literally never heard of this film uh, when it came up on the list. And you know... This shows what a naive soul I am, Duncan. I gave this film the benefit of the doubt and thought, this isn't a rip-off of Paranormal Activity. It's clearly just been made round about the same time and has a similar name. That's not true.
0: true. That sounds wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is what I thought. That did not turn out to be the case in reality. Um, (laughs) Because when when it arrived, now I have to state from the off, I ordered, when I bought this one, I ordered the Paranormal Entity quadrilogy. So I have four of these in my possession. At present I have only watched the first one. We're going to come back to the fact that this is a quadrilogy later on though. Um, But yeah, when it arrived and I took the box out, I looked at it and the font for the titles, the same as Paranormal Activity, the blue colour, everything. if If you glanced at this in a shop, you would swear it was a Paranormal Activity movie that you hadn't seen. It's mm-hmm. very clearly just a rip off. Um, but I tell you as the, the weirdest thing, right? So you've got Paranormal Activity, five movies. Is it five? Is it six now? Um, what was Ghost yeah, Dimension
0: I think it Finished it. Well, it technically is five in the series and one spin off. Ah, yeah, right.
1: So you've got six movies in that. You've got four in Paranormal Entity. Do you know that they're rebooting this? Fuck off. In December? No. Honestly, it's called Paranormal Nativity.
0: Baz, Baz, that is literally. You cannot see my face. My face is a mixture of confusion, disbelief, and pure disgust in that joke.
1: How funny was that? I've been sitting in that joke for days, McLeish. <laughs> Fucking genius, Paranormal Nativity. You, uh, we're making that film hey <laughs> right, Anyway, back on, but yeah, right. So I sat down to watch this, um, having kind of decided that uh, this is just a paranormal activity ripoff kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the film itself uh, opens with a kind of garbled nine-one-one call from one Thomas Finley, uh. He's gabbling, banging on about, they're all dead, they're all dead, my sister, it's killed my sister, it's killed my sister. I actually thought he was talking about his mum and his sister at the start, but he's not, because we find out later on his mum's not present at this point. But he does Mm. say they've been killed, and one of them is very clearly his sister. Um, It then cuts to him filming his sister and his mum on a camcorder. Uh, there is errors in the dubbing at this point Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not the only time that happens in this film Um, and basically it appears from what they're saying that he's been told to record everything by some kind of psychic investigator because there's something going on in the house Um, and the the women folk are very unhappy about the intrusion that this is bringing into their lives Um, so it it dives straight in. There is no build-up in this film. Like, they have all... The, the characters in this film are already aware that there is something untoward going on in their house. Yeah. And they've sought help, received help, and been told to start recording everything. And that's the point that we jump in at. Mm-hmm. Which is... I, I, that's a bit odd. I've, I've never really seen it that normally you get. Oh, I'm just putting these speakers up. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I want to watch you film when you sleep because it, I don't know, makes me want to wank or something Um, (laughs) and then it just so happens that they're haunted but it's okay because we've got 17 cameras in the house so we can see everything that's happening and this one doesn't it just dives straight in, which I suppose is almost like a a plus I suppose, one of the few Um, and it then cuts to some text on the screen and it tells you that Thomas was arrested for the rape and murder of his sister and for the murder of a paranormal investigator. Um, Mm -hmm. And while he was kind of in custody for this, he kills himself. And this footage that we are now watching was found in the attic a year later. Um, So really, within the first three minutes, we know everything that's going to happen in the film. Yep. Do you know what I mean? I know a lot of found footage maybe does kind of lend itself to that. You know, at the start, um, you kind of... Like the Blair Witch, you know, you're told that they all died and they found their camcorder and all this kind of stuff. But this film's really blunt about it, you know. So then we're into the film proper kind of thing after that. Um, Thomas gives you the obligatory kind of visual tour of the house. Um, He shows the other cameras he's got set up. um, Catches his sister coming out of the bathroom in her bra, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the mother, however, she's sitting on a bed, uh, kind of unresponsive looking, um, and she's got like a tie that she's just staring at. Uh, but apparently, belongs to her husband. Then we get night one, right? So we've seen that before.
0: <laughs> where, where have we seen that before, Buzz
1: So we see everybody sleeping in the house. Um, a phone rings. No one answers. It goes to
2: answer point and
1: there's no message. Mm-hmm. So, night one is not the most terrifying of nights, <laughs> it has to be said.
0: Um, miscall, Baz. Sometimes a miscall is terrifying. <laughs> Possibly. Could um, be one of those. Have you, do you realise you have PPI, unclaimed, thousands by the bank, held? <laughs> it's, 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 that's a, a terrifying thought, bus that you could have been swindled at thousands this by the true. bankers.
1: This is true. Um, right now it then cuts to the next day and I'm going to read my notes verbatim here for a couple of lines right Uh-oh. next day sister is making oatmeal has lovely tits and a lot of rage <laughs> wood bang <laughs> word for word what I wrote um Yes, she's making oatmeal in the kitchen with her lovely chest. Um, (laughs) Thomas asks if she had any visits from dad last night, and she gets mad. It's kind of obvious that something's happened to the father at this point. Um, (laughs) Have you lost it completely?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear, I was trying to remember what you said, like after you said it, because I thought that would make a funny meme for the page. And then the way I remembered it in my head was not the right way. <laughs> I you said she had lots of tits and rage, and I was like, Does <laughs> to make any sense? No, she has
1: lovely tits and a lot of rage. And a lot of rage. Would would bang. bang. yeah. <laughs> um, right, so he asks her if she's any visits for dad, she gets angry. The mother ignores the question and makes him turn the camera off. Later on, it then cuts to a kind of scene where the mother explains about the father dying in a car crash thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about how she missed him and all this and says that she just, after a point, after a certain amount of time, she kind of gave up and just started talking to him as if he was there. She then claims that she was in a very weird shop and met a woman. Um which is one of the more plausible theories in this film. Um, And that this woman said that you can communicate with the dead by writing to them, which she started to do. But she says after that, she felt it was working but then bad stuff started happening and it started happening to Samantha who's the sister. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, And she says that whatever it is that's doing all this is not their dad because he wouldn't do this. Um, Later on a glass smashes in the kitchen go through, there's glass on the floor. That's about as exciting as it gets. Um, <laughs> night two. Oh. Uh, there's a rumbling noise and the telly comes on. The coffee table moves slightly. A crucifix falls off the sister's wall. That was night two.
0: That um, pretty quick from a missed
1: phone call. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. I'm going to turn the telly on. I'm going to dry hump this coffee table And then I'm going to make a crucifix Flood and then Ah! Hail Satan (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Next morning she's a bit freaked out About the cross Fairness things fall Do you know what I mean It's not the weirdest thing that's ever happened They all kind of argue about what's caused it though Um, The sister actually implies That maybe Thomas is faking all of this what she calls his movie Aye, the, the kind mm. of footage that he's filming um, later on he finds a journal in her room, there's kind of weird contents in it about why am I the only one that can see this and all this blah 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 um, we then jump forward to night five so apparently night three and four were just everybody was having a good time do you know <laughs> what I mean a couple of mojitos off to bed early <laughs> uh, yeah but night five though a light flickers in the mother's room uh, she gets up and says, David, which is the husband's name, uh, and she gets out of bed, and she's kind of sleepwalking or walking in a trance or something. She's out of the living room and she writes something, but she's writing, she can run out of paper, but carries on writing onto the coffee table. And then mm-hmm. when she leaves, she takes the bit of paper with her, leaving the kind of last couple of letters on the, the table. Um, so the next morning they find that, obviously, from... The angle they show you at, it looks like the letters U and C.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they then, they, obviously, they check the cameras and the cameras have recorded them undoing it, but she has no recollection of this. They're trying to get in touch with a paranormal investigator guy that can't. Um, and Thomas is convinced that it's all to do with Samantha. Um, who then talks about kind of experiences she had of feeling somebody in the room with her, like previous experiences. And yeah. she talks about kind of sleep paralysis kind of episode. Um, night six, so something goes into the sister's room. We hear a kind of breathing. And then the camera in her room gets moved. It's in our cameras in the cupboard, so it's like somebody moves it behind the cupboard door, and then you hear her screaming like she's getting attacked. Um... <laughs> oh, there's yeah. a number of things that I seen. The breathing at first seemed to work for me, like on the first viewing, but on my second viewing of the film, I just realised it's just somebody breathing next to the microphone. And then mm-hmm. you can kind of see an actor or a member of the crew doing it and it just loses any impact. And this idea that I'm going to hide the camera and then attack her is just the worst kind of camera trickery ever. It's like that. We have no budget for any kind of effect. Yeah. Um, the girl playing Samantha's too clearly too lazy just to throw herself about a bit. will make the ghost hide the camera. It's... Fucking shady, as <laughs> to be said. <laughs> um, the next day, the mother tries, so she's brother like rushes in and saves her thing. The, mo- the next day, the mum calls the private investigator, abnormal investigator guy. She can't get him, um, and rather amusingly, she's kind of walking around the house on the phone, leaving a message. And at the end of the message, she calls him Doctor Finley the family's name is Finley and she realises this and corrects herself and says Dr Lorne and they didn't even edit that out they didn't even say let's just do that last line again there, everybody's <laughs> mum do you know what I mean well, I'll just leave it in, nobody'll notice fuck off <laughs> she called the character the wrong name <laughs> um, Yeah, is it that, is that a gif or it clearly is, and it's then she plays it off as if it's just her she's so stressed out she gave the wrong name. Why would you give your own name? I, well, That's hey, like me I, on the phone going, Dr. Low. Oh, no, no, sorry, your name's not Dr. Low. Do you know what I mean? It's, I,
0: right, so I never picked up as a goof. I just assumed that the dad that she's been obsessing about was a doctor. No, it's Doctor. The, the person she's talked to on
1: the phone is Dr. Lauren, who's the paranormal he, investigator yes. guy.
0: But her husband that died, I assumed, was a doctor, and she was just used to calling. You know what I mean? Oh, you're giving
1: them far too much credit there. You need to fuck up and <laughs> accept the fact that this actress got her line wrong and they left it in the film. Okay. See, I'll, I'll Stop give the benefit pish. of the doubt.
0: In the doubt, da phone I'll, I'll give a bit. Be- I'll give the
1: benefit, man. Like, giving them the benefit, and then there's lubing up your finger and putting it in. Them. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from Duncan's ridiculous beliefs. Um, <laughs> later on, the mum and the sister go out. He's left in the house. He hears it, almost immediately after they go. He hears a knocking on the door, and then he hears a sister calling him. Goes out, though, she's not there. Um, in her bedroom, he finds the bit of paper that the mum wrote on previously. So he places it on the table and it reads Marron, M-A-R-O-N. I thought it said Marion at first, to be honest, but I thought it was maybe her name. Um, night seven, the phone rings again, goes to answer the machine again. This time there's a weird kind of rasping noise. Um mother gets woken up With a violent banging And they all get woken up by it It appears to be coming from up in the attic mm-hmm. They all run out of the living room In the dark A cupboard door closes Thomas is shouting about something in the room Then there's some footprints On the ceiling Everything in the house, house Kind of goes nuts at this point But we don't see very much of it You actually see very little of anything happening You are just going to hear stuff Women are completely hysterical. Like a few hours later, Thomas is kinda of checking the house out. He fill, he finds a spilled urn. Like with ashes, human ashes in it. I think it's supposed to be the dad. Um and it's been tipped over and spilled and there's footprints in it. So the dirty mm-hmm. footprints in the ceiling are the ash from the dead father kind of thing. Um The doctor. Yeah. Doctor. I don't doctor I don't family. think he was a doctor. <laughs> I'm done <double> bullet joking. <laughs>
0: I, don't know. I think was...
1: you're confusing it with Dr. Finlay's case book, <laughs> which was a period drama about a rural Scottish doctor. <laughs> Not the same, Duncan. This one's set in America. <laughs> and there's very little practice in the medicine in it.
0: It's, um, it's kind of it's kind of funny how um, there's footprints in powder, which has never been used in a found footage movie with a very similar name before. <laughs>
1: Funny you should say that because <laughs> Kim, uh, shortly after this, he makes the girls go to stay in the motel and then he sets up a tripwire system with wee bells on it and All some more there. cameras. Uh, um, later on, obviously, here's one of the bells ringing, a chair moves, one of the trip wires breaks, there's some banging on the door. They um, do sound dejected as I, as I go through this film.
0: You, you, you sound like you're not surprised. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot
1: of surprises in this movie. Um, his mum calls and she tells him that she's coming home because it's followed them. So he's obviously confused because it appears to be in the house with him at this point as well. Uh, they arrive home kind of terrified. Um, the mother recounts a story about the daughter being dragged off the bed in this motel. Things <laughs> go for a week. Next, we jump tonight. 13. Um. Unlucky for some, yeah, guys. Unlucky for some. Indeed. The, um. The sister's bed covers get dragged off her. Very clearly by a fishing line attached to one of the corners. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking. But see, when I can see through your visual effects, you're in trouble. Because I don't pick up on anything like that. Um. Thomas hears Samantha shout, and he runs to the room. It's empty. Oh, this bit! Oh, what! Oh, I hate this bit. He then hunts round the house. He hunts out in the garden. We basically spend about seven to eight minutes looking about, and nothing happens. He doesn't find mm. anything, and nothing happens to him. It's terrible. Goes back in. The attic ladders down. Goes upstairs into the attic. Eventually, finds her stone in the attic in her brand pants. Um, which I'm crotchless has to be said um, <laughs> and she doesn't know how she got there end of it, it is like the, the most tedious pointless fucking waste of time that whole scene just utter mm-hmm. gash and there's no payoff at the end of it either um, the next day Thomas phones the previous owners of the house to see if they've heard of Maron or Maron or whatever he hears Samantha screaming he runs in she's in the bath Kind of doing the whole sleep paralysis thing. You do see her tits though, so that's quite good. Um, Later on, he discovers some bruises on her thighs. That's weird because he's her sister. Or she's his sister, rather. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I was really quite worried that because he'd seen her breasts, he was maybe going to slip a finger in. Oh, when it, in the bedroom it just seemed to be heading that way and they veer away from it. I mean they save it right at the end but it did look like he was going to get a wee bit incest about things mm-hmm. um, then he finds his mother sobbing on the floor like a complete fucking jakey that has to be said I think she's nicked a bottle of gin or something <laughs> uh, night 16 there's some banging the mother gets up the door opens she kind of sleepwalks out of the living room, she turns around and leaves. Again, she stands there for like 20 seconds and just looking for something to happen, then she just turns around and walks away again. We hear a noise, she's taking a knife out the kitchen. Goes back to her room and then the door, the door slams shut. It, it, it's slightly confusing after this, but I think basically what has happened is he hears the door slam and then goes to look for her. Mm-hmm. and he finds her she's cut her wrists but she's standing in the dark it is literally the only jump scare I got in this whole film oh, really? it's the bit it turns out that she's standing there but the image of her standing there gave me a little a, a bit of a jump but once the camera settles on her it, there's no impact in the visual mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? the, the, the very poor kind of that shouldn't have been hard to mock up on a low budget it's like yeah. they just didn't bother and Thomas is overacting at this point is horrific has mm. to be said <laughs> um, so while I did get me job scale there it, it was just ruined seconds later um, a week later night 23 we get a Thomas soliloquy Utter I bollocks! oh, looks just wanted his family back together again. Um, but lo and behold, later on, the, the infamous Dr. Lauren finally turns up at the door. This is the guy I've been trying to get in touch with. Um, and I, I remember che- checking the time on the video at this point. There's okay. like five minutes left in this movie at this point. So the... the kind of up until now unseen paranormal investigator turns up wants to see Samantha's room has a bit of a creep about I can only imagine he stole some panties oh
0: Baz. um he looks like the type it does actually I, no, in fact I, I jumped too early on that it does look yeah. like a panty stealer yeah it
1: absolutely does and it has no real reason to go into the room either um so he's kind of telling them what's happening in his opinion he says that the presence is attracted to Sam mm. and that the mother kind of accidentally let her in with all the writing to the Red folk. Pish, she was doing earlier on um, Thomas shows him the name thing Maron and he says it's Germanic for nightmare I'm not sure it is but in, in Germany apparently a nightmare was a kind of evil spirit that attacks and rapes women in their sleep Oh dear! And I was like, "This film's taking a turn for the better." <laughs> I don't, I don't, I I don't know. I, I don't mean it quite like that. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just thinking ahead. Um,
0: <laughs> to part two, I
1: think things may get a wee bit kind of, <laughs> rapey. Let's be honest, with this. But oh, no, this is coming out badly. It's the side i talking now. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, actually, now, before we start, your minds must be completely clear and give me your 100% of your concentration and all that, right, okay. And
0: your pin numbers. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Where are we going now? Time check. Three minutes left in this film, right? This is going to ramp up fairly soon. Sure enough, it suddenly leaps forward in time. The paranormal guy's dead on the floor. Samantha's screaming, Thomas is just running about, crying like a fucking child. Runs into Samantha's room. She is bent backwards over the bed, kind of covered in blood, and appears to be getting, like, ghost-raped. And then we can hear her choke out. There is a fantastically gratuitous tit shot at this point, (laughs) which is worthy of mention. And then it basically just cuts to text. The mother killed herself in the hospital when she heard what happened. And the extended family believe that this footage basically exonerates Thomas. The end. Um, Andy Blockley, if you're lying back now, (laughs) if you could just open your mouth, because I'm about to drop a motherfucking load in it. This film is appalling. (laughs) (laughs) The it the ending, to, to actually go from oh they're getting haunted to summing it all up and ending it is done in in between three and five minutes at the end of this mm-hmm. film. Is pish. The film itself is amateur in the extreme. The acting mm-hmm. is diabolical. Absolutely. The, the sister Samantha is not bad. She's clearly has a kind of modicum of talent about her she's working with a fucking bag of shit that is seeping through <laughs> and the bag is starting to disintegrate in her hands right <laughs> but she does she does have a level of talent the
0: rest are awful in it um <laughs> the guy that plays thomas is the director by the way is he He's shooting
1: um <laughs> the The whole numbering of the nights is that's directly out of paranormal activity. I mean, that that's just an yeah. utter blatant ripoff. Yeah, there is so much that's unanswered. Like there, there's odd little things hinted at early on, like if it's something to do with the dad. Was there a kind of incestuous thing going on there? I don't know why are they Why are they attracted to the girl? Why, you know, whatever it is in this house, why is it the daughter when it was the mum that brought them in? Do you know, is it just because it's this horny demon ghost thing that apparently they have in Germany? Erm, um, it, it's, it's fucking terrible. One jump scare that was minor, it has to be said, erm, um, even it manages to fucking anally rape itself about three to five seconds after it. Erm, um, I will admit that there, there was point, a couple of points, but I got a little chill watching it. But I maintain that is fully down to the paranormal activity. Yeah, it's that it kind of was happening earlier on in the film, and I think I was, you know, things were happening, and then it would be that little suspenseful kind of wait, and I'm like, something's going to happen here, something, and then nothing does. But in paranormal activity, something would happen, then it would scare me. So mm-hmm. the level of kind of eerie nervousness was purely me equating this to paranormal activity, and what well, you know, and and it then w- would fail inevitably. Do you know what I mean? that, it's awful. I cannot stress enough how bad this film is. I'm so bad. I'm so glad rather that I bought the quadrilogy <laughs> because I've got another three films of this to watch. Now, that being said. Part two Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with part one. In fact, none of them do. It's Mm -hmm. essentially a kind of anthology of films, which I can only imagine just get worse as it goes on. (laughs) The second one apparently is about the house that was built. We have the house that John Wayne Gacy owned used to be. Yeah. Uh, The third one claims to be authentic footage from the events that inspired um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose Mm -hmm. I don't believe a word of that and then the the fourth one is about some guy called Richard Speck in the site of his killing spree is that a real serial killer or is that just made up?
0: No Richard Speck was a serial killer Oh
1: was it? Right okay So none of these films are fuck what I do with Andy Blockley, just fucking how dare you sir how dare you you painted
0: man whore it's worth it is worth saying, and I, I just want to take a, a second here, uh, not to not to stir the the shit here. But you said to me when we sat down to watch it yesterday that that Blockley tore apart. Uh, yeah. On Facebook, um, is there is there a better movie between this one and it, Baz? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to say that he he likes this movie quite a bit. Oh, Andy! No, mate, you can't.
1: You, you, just know that you're not allowed. No, you, you can't possibly like it's yeah. it's tawdry and just very badly acted and ripped off from something else. And there's so many plot holes in it. It, it it's just oh, Th- this film what? is the equivalent of the the soaked holy bag full of shit. That the daughter is carrying <laughs> about. That's how many holes it's
0: got. <laughs> let, let, let me jump in for a second. right? So I thought I'd seen this movie. Right. I would have put like, cold hard cash down on the table that I had seen this movie. And I watched this movie last night. So we came in from going to the cinema. I started like doing like 20 things because I was hopped up on a fucking four-shot macchiato. And... <laughs> um, Alright, so I sat down and watched this movie and I realised approximately three minutes into it I had never seen this movie before. Never seen it. Don't know what I'm getting muddled up with, but I'd never seen this movie. And I watched it through. Um, I don't hate it as much as you, but that and seeing that may, may, might make it sound like I enjoyed it more than I did. Um... Do you disagree with any of the things I said about it? I think you are maybe a bit harsh with what you've said. I've seen worse fan footage movies in this, like whole hell of a lot. So, like for me, I'm um, for some. Well, I've seen a lot worse, so for some reason I'm almost damning it with faint praise. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, in, in the grand spectrum of film footage, this probably lies just below average for me. Right. Um, so, so, like, but that's not by any stretch of the imagination to say is worth your time. I think overall, it's not worth your time. I think the best bit about this movie is the fact that you get to see titties, and that is about it. Uh, genuinely is. Um, yes. Genuinely, are pretty amazing. Yeah, they are good. They are good. Out um, with that. I totally agree with you. I think um, it's very poorly constructed, very very cheaply made, but not in a like when when you can when you look at like if if we're using IMDb as our our source of all information as to to what's right or wrong on the internet. If I look for a cost here, I can't find a cost for this movie, but I know that paranormal activity cost peanuts to make yeah. and that movie does everything right and then I look at this movie and I'm like that, right, maybe you had slightly less but you could have still, a lot of the trickery they try and pull in this movie they could have done a lot better had they just spent a bit more time crafting it. Um, it just feels like a really rushed movie, even from the start when you're saying you're flung right into the middle of something, that to me is them just rushing the movie, let's just rush the script Um it's it's so blatantly a a, a copy of Paranormal Activity it is uncomfortable at times to watch and that you know for a fact like when the days are ramping up or particularly for me the bit that had the eyes rolling in the head was the footprints and ashes I was like really, really is that that what we're doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the worst found footage movie I've ever seen when I finished watching it last night I was very much of the opinion that you would cruise this with ease um, and I would really like to know what the film footage movie is that I was thinking of because I had it in my head that that one might have a chance at potentially scoring you but when this finished I was like oh Basil trims this with ease and you you have and you disliked it more than I thought you would but um, yeah Andy Blockley, buddy I love you, we do shows together. Um, me and you have had some fantastic discussions about movies but um, we've watched this in the same week that you have slated um, one of the highest grossing the horror movies of all time, um, I'm just going to tell you, it, there is no comparison at all, like literally no comparison at all, if you like this movie you should adore it um, and that's all I have to say about that. If you like this movie you should get the fuck out <laughs> GTFO. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So well, that leaves me with one thing that I need to ask you. Yeah. Um. I think we all know where this is going, uh, and much to my dismay, I think I already know what the answer is. But let's let's do it anyway. Let's have some fun, Baz. Um. Baz on the on the grand stage, the grandest stage of them all, on the battleground, the pantheon of the immortals, in the arena forged through blood, sweat, and tears. Where you can smell in the air previous, previous conquests. Wait one second, let's smell it. Home movie. What's that? Eden Lake. Oh, wait one second. <laughs> and, and, and failures as well. Lake Mungo. And what's that? The last broadcast. Baz on this ground, on this battleground tier. I need to ask you in this particular round of Baz v Halloween, who won? Was it Baz or Halloween?
1: Uh, Baz one Baz firmly beat Halloween. Baz beat Halloween down, pulled its jumper off, and wiped the shit from my anus with it.
0: Stupid bloody film. <laughs> oh dear. Right, that is a uh, that is our first review. That's um I- I'm feeling kinda happy about this one, even though I want Halloween to win. Uh, ...this gives me an opportunity to draw back with the listeners... ...because it's my movie up next... Um, ...and uh, this is a bit bit of a heavyweight movie... ...this is the sort of movie you wouldn't usually see on a Baz V Halloween... ...but it's here... Um, ...ironically it's one that I don't particularly like... Um, ...but we'll see how the Baz gets on with it... ...up next... We're going to be tackling The Strangers, ladies and gents. But before we get to that, you're going to hear promos for shows that we love. You're going to hear a song picked by the Baz. And you're going to hear the trailer for that movie. All that and more, coming up right after this. Hello? Hello, who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Oh, I think you've got the wrong number. I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's
1: that noise?
0: Popcorn.
3: You're making popcorn? Uh Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn
0: when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one?
2: Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is
0: that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gaff. most episodes they look at two different horror movies each episode they look at a world of the strange where they look at weird things from around the world sometimes they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors discographies and talk about them do you have a boyfriend maybe so where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill well you can go to legionpodcast.com Facebook Twitter or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill so are you going to ask me out um
4: This is a distress call from across time and space, I am Babs the automated biological support system for the humanoid known as the Witch. Witch vs the Doomsday Clock is the weekly chronicle of his fight for survival and entertainment on the junk heap of the future. Episodes are transmitted in 15-minute pulses across the dimensional divide weekly for your listening pleasure. As you will learn, the future is not set in stone, and a flux capacitor is a girl's best friend. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Come join the rest of the Meat Popsicles in our Facebook group, facebook.com groups slash witch vs the Doomsday Clock. The replicant known as Witch can be found on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr and Instagram by searching for T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. The Witch vs the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Now in the words of Lord Humungus
3: Just walk away
2: and there will be an end to the horror What is it it's my phone oh
4: my god
2: we gotta get out of here then open the door and i just want you to run okay <laughs>
0: home and welcome back right so you've just heard the trailer for the second movie review of the second episode of baz the halloween in the year of our lord 2017 this is the strangers from 2008 this one was uh, written and directed by Brian Bertino, um, who has gone on and done a couple of things. Um, not not huge successes. I hated Mockingbird. I thought it was a terrible movie. Um, but his most recent movie, which had... I can't remember. It was Two Girls Trapped in a Car on a Road. I thought that was really good, but the name has not resonated with me. Um, and incidentally, it's funny that we're doing this because... While well, I was putting together a list, more details have come out about the strangers too, confirming that if me and Baz talk about it, there will be a sequel somewhere we down the line. We are the puppet masters, bitches. <laughs> we pull the strings and the fuckers dance. <laughs> <laughs> In this movie stars Alec Fisher, Peter Clayton Luce, Scott Speedman, Liv Tyler. CEO of um of a uh, big witsy face, big rubber mouth. What's her dad's name? Aerosmith. Stephen Tyler. That's the one. That's, a, that's his daughter. Uh, she, o- she, for, for most of her, her young life,
1: she thought she was Todd Rundgren's daughter because her ma was a
0: bag, <laughs> Was she? I didn't know this.
1: Yeah, her mum was uh, a bit of a notorious groupie. Like a serious, proper groupie. Oh, uh, in, right. in the 70s rock scene and that, nailed most of them. And Liv Tyler grew up thinking that Todd Rundgren was her father until she was about 18, I think.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then obviously she looked in the mirror and thought, fuck me, I'm Stephen Tyler's child. <laughs> Because I look like Steven Tyler with tits. So, he uh, yeah. looks do like
0: that. a lady, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. so oh my God. I've been, yeah. I've been holding onto that one for, for three seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> movie also stars Gemma Ward, Kit Weeks um, and other folks around here. We're going to jump on. Um, synopsis of this one, Nice and Short on IMDb, says a young couple staying in an isolated vacation home are terrorised by three unknown assailants. Um, so this is my choice. We've already done your choice, dear listeners, and it did not work on the Baz. Um, and I'll be honest, not from... I don't particularly like this movie. Uh, however, Baz has been mentioning this movie now for over a year, I think. Is that yeah, me?
1: quite a while now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been ongoing. And every now and again, I'm like that, you know, when are we actually going to get a chance to watch this movie? Probably never. Um, and the, these are a good one... The, the contents... You know, pretty bleak, which is good for a Baz v. Halloween. So we'll get on to my feelings of the movie at the end. But the listeners really want to know what Baz made of this movie. So, Baz, I'm turning the floor over to you, good sir. Please let our dear, dear listeners out there know what you made of The Strangers. Certainly
1: shall, Duncan. Uh, yeah, as you see, I've been banging one about this film for a while. Um, it, it, this is really fucking shallow. It's the cover. It's like the movie poster, the cover of the DVD. It, it pops up in all these, you know, 10 scariest movies you've never seen yep. type thing, you know. Um, and the cover's pretty iconic and looks really bitching, it's got to be said, with the three people in the masks. Mm-hmm. the two you're, you're seeing the back of the two victims, if you like, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I was really keen to see this one. Didn't know a lot about it. I, I kind of guessed it was a type of home invasion type thing. Yeah, uh, Which rang out to be true. Um, I did not know Liv Tyler was in it. All oh, right. and until i started watching well, that's love tyler fingers crossed for the tatas basically oh, Baz, jesus what you expect is me i was about to say
0: um, um i was about to say at the weekend given away the date we recorded this at the weekend i went to see mother the new darren yes. Aronofsky movie and um uh jennifer lawrence gets the tatas out in that so the buzz is in yeah, you would hate that movie. You would yeah, hate I don't that care, movie. I'm going to see it. It's <laughs> so hard. I was watching it, I was thinking, the only thing I can think this is similar to, in fact, there's one scene that you would like literally fucking tear down the cinema. I'll, I'll talk to you off here about it. Um, but yeah, I was like that. This reminds me of Antichrist. Basil hate this movie. Yeah. Anyway, you you blindsided me with tits. Um, sorry,
1: sorry, as is my want. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, it's basically, the, anyway... Certainly watched as,
1: as per Basby Halloween rules, it was watched at night in the dark, nice. it was watched a second time in the daylight to get my notes but the, my initial watching was done with Queensberry rules as it were <laughs> um, It starts off with a kind of ra- narrated intro mm-hmm. it says initially it was inspired by true events Ooh. I turned this video off and just stopped watching <laughs> at that point because I am sick of this no, it wasn't. You're massive liars. It wasn't. It wasn't. Possibly somebody at some time somewhere has been held hostage in their own house. Other than that, this was not inspired by true
0: events. It, it can't. It can't be. If you know what the end of this movie is, it can't be because there's no way to get the details. Yes. Okay.
1: Right. anyway anyway oh sorry it should be said actually when i fired up the dvd there were two versions of this movie on my dvd oh right uh, there was the theatrical release and some kind of uncensored bonus release or something i don't know i watched that one.
0: Oh right uh, so-, I, uh,
1: so yeah unless this possibly differs in some kind of way but that's the one i watched all uh, right, I, I I've watched the a theatrical. Right, because okay. I didn't
0: know there was another one out there. But that uh, this might work to my benefit. I don't know. Let's find out.
1: Yeah, I'm frantically scanning the back of my thing to see. No, it doesn't actually say on the box. I can't remember the name. Basically, I had to pick which one I wanted, and then they go into play and all that kind of thing. Anyway, um, and it basically describes the this narrated intro basically says this young couple, uh, Kirsten and James, they leave a wedding reception, go to James's family summer home. And then what follows is not fully known, or what's to that effect, which kind of ties in with what you're saying, don't you? mm-hmm. Um It then cuts away. We find two kids, uh, find them a kind of smashed up car. Then they go into a house, and we hear a nine-one-one call. Again, I just fucking switched off. <laughs> just, just every fucking movie starts with a nine-one-one call. Find something else. How about they phone their mum? <laughs> In a blind panic, at least it would be new and original. Do you know what I mean? Phone the Samaritans. Anything. There's no phone fucking 911, right? We've seen it done a billion times. I remember when I saw that getting done, at kipsy tapes blew my mind. Yeah. 415 times later, it has less impact. <laughs> um, yeah, so these, the kids go out of the house, you hear a 911 call. <laughs> and it's, it's the wee guy, you know, everybody's fucking dead. And then it pans sort of through the crime scene, you see blood on the wall, a bloody knife, a gun. And then sort of cuts into the film proper. Um, Kirsten and James, or Liv Tyler, and I'm assuming it's some guy called Scott Speedman, That's one. are um, driving in a car. It's very tense, they're not really talking to each other. Things are clearly not going well between them at the moment. Um, they get to this house. He basically gets out and leaves her sitting in the car, kind of thing.
0: Not cool Baz. Not cool nah,
1: nah, Dick move, Scott Speedman. Dick move. This is Liv Tyler. We're talking about here. Okay. The only way she should be left in that car is if she's wiping your jizz off the back seat, oh, sir.
0: Buzz for <laughs> with her panties.
1: Um. Yeah, they both get into the house eventually. Um, It's all done up with rose petals and shit. Again, bit of a dick move. Scott Speedman. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd have left a trail of sex toys and discarded lingerie through the house. Just pick on them up and put that on him. Get yourself in there. Baz is down to clown.
0: Baz is down to clown. (laughs) (laughs) Like some sort of Anne Summers Transformer.
1: (laughs) Yep, Basically. Basically, like the worst fucking treasure hunt you've ever been on. With the most terrifying ending. But uh, this isn't about me, this is about Scott Speedman, so let's keep going. Um, James phones his mate Mike, who's obviously been at this wedding with, and basically asks him to come and get him in the morning and says things didn't go planned plan at all. So you're kind of getting the gist of what's happened here already, but we then get a little flashback to the wedding. Uh, James and Custom are in a wheel of a time mm-hmm. until he her outside and instead of hanging on the back seat, he whips out a ring. You don't actually see, but she does, but she doesn't look very happy. You have to assume she said no.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and at this point in my notes, I've said the sound in the dialogue in this movie is terrible. It's really mumbly. And I know this is a kind of trend particularly in modern TV I know a lot of folk have been complaining about it in Britain some of the dialogue and a lot of the sort of TV dramas has been mumbling because they're trying to make it more realistic so they're not enunciating every vowel and working like, syllable mm-hmm. but when you can't hear what they're saying you need to get a nice balance do you know what I mean um, cuts back to the present, he's eating the biggest tub of ice cream I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Um they try to talk about it, she keeps apologising, um, which clearly works because they kind of start to get it on,
3: mm-hmm.
1: kind of like a pre-boning. Oh, yeah. They don't actually get to full-boning, so it's like of pre-bone, um, <laughs> because tragically they're interrupted before you see anything, basically of her anatomy, um, by a, a knocking on the door,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is odd because it's four in the morning. What's well, even order is the answer. Um there's some weird blonde chick standing there asking for Tamara.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um James last long wrong eyes, bitch. You know, see you later, kind of thing. But <laughs> actually she leaves, she says see you later which is ominous. <laughs> um I
0: always see the Baz directed version of this Baz Dialogue.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I think most of them should have Baz dialogue. I think that be my job. A Baz
0: commentary track on all on all, all Blu-rays. I, didn't. No, I, I
1: think I should just do the script. I think Hollywood need me um, James then goes on a cigarette run leaving the hapless live Tyler alone in this house mm-hmm. um, he does light a fire before they go. Before he goes rather. Um, she's, she's recovered quite well she's having a bit of a wail at a time couple of beers, stick some tunes on you know what I mean uh, but then there's a knock again at the door she says hello through, she's got a sense no, you open the door in fairness, she kind of speaks through the door. Mm-hmm. It's this chick asking for Tamara again and she basically says she's been here already, kind of go away, basically, and then kind of double locks the door. Uh, shortly after the smoke starts coming into the house as if the chimney's been blocked, I'm not quite sure if this is an intentional thing or whether it's, because it is a holiday house, so yeah. it may just be that the chimney's blocked. Yeah. Um... And I have to say, they really, why, why Americans insist on building these wooden shacks in the middle of a forest that, you know, that they call a holiday home, they are just asking to get raped and murdered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you were Baz, round up the wife and kids, we're all off to my shack in the woods for the weekend of like, you're alright mate, I'm going to stay here with the police and speed dial, thanks. Yeah, oh, that
0: we have it's just a stress we have like cottages and lodges and all that in the uk but they tend to be surrounded by about a hundred cottages and lodges yeah like, and there's a, park normally a,
1: a cineplex plex <laughs> and a fast food mall
0: yeah you can yeah, that, that's how they roll over here in the uk They're like that of course escape to the countryside but you will be surrounded by lots of people who have escaped to the countryside so yeah
1: and you will have good wi-fi
0: <laughs> yes you will have good wi-fi <laughs> um,
1: the, yeah, the, this smoke sets the fire alarm off which she then precariously climbs up on a chair and takes down that the fire alarm falls on the floor um, there's more banging on the door which I think this time is a bit more kind of violent banging it's not really a knock anymore mm-hmm. um, she goes for her mobile phone which is dead she then plugs it in inexplicably she doesn't then just make the phone call that she went to the phone to make you stick it in then it'll start charging and then the phone will start literally seconds later you'll be able to phone but she thinks no no I'm going to let that get a nice good 40% on that thing before I make this frantic call to my boyfriend or the police perhaps she's concerned about battery life Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. who
1: knows (laughs) Um, She then goes and calls James for the house phone. Don't really know why you plugged your mobile in then, then. No, It's a cordless house phone. Works equally as well. But she does, however, get cut off halfway through the kind of conversation. Um, We then see her standing in the living room and the first kind of creepy thing. Uh, the, The knocks on the door actually are a wee bit kind of jumpy. Yeah um but as she's down in the living room we see this figure in a white mask just step in to the room but like away at the back of the room and mm-hmm. just stands there which is really quite effective it, do- it does work very well um, and the visuals of these people with the masks are very good particularly the guy yeah his the with the white is... mask at the back. yeah
0: kind of reminds me of uh dr decker in nightbreed or scarecrow um in, uh, in that Batman movie. The Batman
1: movie, yeah, I get the Batman one I've never seen. What was the first one? Nightbreed. That's,
0: Nightbreed, that's yeah. One weed in the line. Uh, the reason I've held back on that one is it is a movie that I genuinely adore, and I get a feeling that you're going to tear it up for our paper. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, I thought you were waiting on some fancy schmancy reissue of it. Oh, I've got the fancy it's The director's true, true vision of it.
0: That's the exact version I got.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, right. wait. Of course Three. you have
0: three years ago like one of one of uh, what was that? a very small limited run on American Blu-ray which I imported much to my wife's dismay
1: yeah particularly due to the fact that you flew out there to pick it up and flew back again <laughs> it's just what, ridiculous one of those
0: briefcases handcuffed to my arm <laughs> so, <laughs> put it in
1: um... <laughs> mission impossible actually the, the, the impossible mission there was your wife trying to force the briefcase up your arse when you got back to the house
0: this is true um,
1: <laughs> right, right, I guess, so the guy, this figure's appeared in the back of the room doesn't really do anything, just hangs about maybe he's having a wee pocket wank. who knows, I would oh, know, would God, know yeah. what I would be doing uh, and that, I wouldn't have been wearing the mask, I'd have been wearing her fucking panties in my head <laughs> Um <laughs> Uh, I'm less intimidating as a house invader I'm just too creepy perverse yeah just like, more mate. sex pest yeah mate you can keep them if you'll just leave Smash in love I'll see you later on at the door the <laughs> door um, the door goes again so she finally decides to get tooled up and she gets a carving knife out the drawer um, at this point she notices that the fire alarm has been lifted off of the floor and put onto the chair somebody's in the house mm-hmm. um, and the front door's now going nuts like they're rattling the door and trying to get in and all that kind of stuff there's all sorts of noises going on outside she opens the curtains and the guy in the white mask is directly outside the window she screams like fuck I actually get more of a fright with her scream
0: yeah.
1: than it uh, Liz Tyler is a genuine scream queen because her screams are horrific. to they're be said.
0: absolutely brilliant if why yeah. she's not done more horror movies is beyond me
1: Yep, yeah, or born. born. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, so basically she sees him at the window and, and screams of guts out. Uh, again, a wee bit of a kind of jump scare there. Um, yeah, then the door kind of opens slightly. She runs up to it, and through the crack in the door, you see the second of these people. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we all know the blonde chick that appears at the start. There's one of them, that we've not seen her with a mask on. But there's, there's another girl, the one we've not seen at all. I've called her China Doll. I think on IMDb, she's. Re- Referred to as Pin Up Girl. That's right, yeah. Uh, to me it looked more like a China doll type mask. Um, perhaps that's just cause the fucking house is a Halloween, I don't know. Um <laughs> but we're calling her China doll. Um, she, she sees her face and she slams the door shut and starts locking it. Um in a fatal blow to feminism everywhere she runs to the bedroom and cowers in the corner. Um but James appears back we get the footsteps coming in the thing. Oh, God, you're going to get raped. Uh, and it's not. It's just James. She nearly boned a wee while ago. Anyway, so it's all fine. Yeah, so she basically says, oh, there's somebody outside or whatever. Or whatever. Why didn't you tell them somebody was inside him? Mm-hmm. You know, you've clearly stuff's been moved about. He's a bit sceptical about this. He kind of checks the house out, doesn't find anybody. We get to see her mobile in the fire. So somebody's locked her mobile phone in the fire. They do, however, when they're arguing, see the blonde chick standing further down the road again. He wants his phone, uh, so he goes to get it, and when they look back, she's gone. Uh, sorry, know no, he says he's going to go and get his phone, and then when they look back out the window, the blonde chick's gone. He then heads out to the car. Uh, its car's been trashed. While he's rummaging about looking for the phone, somebody reaches in and kind of touches his back and his neck. Um... He shits himself, as you would Mm -hmm. Uh, But when he turns round There's nobody there, but he does hear somebody Running away, and we see blonde Girl in the road again She disappears again, there's a pattern building up It has to be said (laughs) He saunters back into the house Relatively nonchalantly, it has to be said I'd have left A fucking, just a stream of Steaming shit From the car (laughs) to the back door Basically if it was me, but are clearly not as fucking hardwired as Scott Speedman is. <laughs> um, they get into the house, they find this phone in the house, or so once again pointing to the fact that somebody's in there with them. They try to leave in the car, a truck blocks them, this crazy china doll chick. She crashes into the back of them, they run back into the house again. Um, James manages to find his dad's shotgun, uh, and then there's this, like, the shotgun appears to be in pieces, so he kind of assembled it. She's like that, get a move on kind of thing, get shooting, and he's like, ah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I thought you used to go hunting your dad. Oh, it's just something I said. Right, but then he manages to assemble this thing like a blindfolded marine. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out he can shoot like a son of a bitch, so I don't, don't really know what this whole bit was about. <laughs> it doesn't add any to this film, that has to be said, unless there was something in the cut. I don't know. Um <laughs> they, uh, they man oh they go out in the bedroom, the hello has been written all over the window, so at least they're polite.
0: Yeah.
1: Um They manage to find some cartridges for the guns they' eh, the gun rather. Um they can hole up in one of the rooms. A car turns up. It's Mike, who we phoned earlier on, who happens to be one of the gags from It's All The Sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Oh, fuck. It's, yeah, so it is
1: Yeah, it's uh, Dee's brother.
0: That's right. Uh, the, the actor's name's Glenn something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he plays the character, cause it it was my second watch I'm like I have to find out who this guy is because he's just doing my nothing because I've I only watched, started watching that it's all of a in Philadelphia about a week ago on Netflix he I De- before.
0: he's Dennis isn't he that's his character's name that's it Dennis it's, it's a brilliant comedy show I've watched about the first five seasons of it it's fucking hilarious
1: first season was kind of oh, alright second season's better now that was in it
0: DeVito's hilarious yeah yeah
1: um, that aside Dennis is in this movie um, yeah, he's basically turned up early because he's trying to be a good guy. So he's coming to get, uh, James. Somebody takes a shot at him in the car. hmm Again, nerves of steel. Takes that quite well. I mean, really, <laughs> if somebody just shot my car, I'd have just floored it and left. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, no, he, he he saddles up. Do you know what I mean? Goes into the house. Er uh, as he's kind of going through the... Hi- oh, there's music playing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the, the remind me if I forget to mention the music in this movie at the end. Yeah, there's, mu- there's music playing, so he's going like that. James, Kirsten! Um, <laughs> but they can't hear him because there's music playing. And the mask, quite masked guy is just basically walking behind him with an axe, which is quite creepy. But nothing happens. Mm. And I'm going to come back to that as well. Alright. Okay. Anyway, it's all irrelevant because basically James accidentally shoots him in the face. Shortly after this, he walks into the door, starts to say hello, and James opens up, and because he is some kind of Navy SEAL who claims he can't shoot, hits him square in the face with a shotgun. that Um Although, in fairness, before some demented, not a demented gun freak, a gun-owning listener of ours <laughs> uh, phones in here, I do know that shotguns have a large shot spread, so yeah, it's not that hard to hit somebody that's ten feet away from you, in fairness. Um, obviously having cursed them in a bit to stop Because they just shot James but no they didn't, they just shot Mike Yeah, Mike's gone um, Yes, yeah, so Mike's fucked <laughs> um, James then decides to go out to the barn Because there's an old radio out there um, And as he goes to leave The patio doors, the kind of sliding glass doors Have the word killer written on them So have obviously seen him shoot his pal Um he can't get to the... But he's kind of crawling about in the grass outside in the dark, once again utilising his military training. <laughs> um, but he can't get into the barn because China Doll's kicking about. He kind of aims as if he's going to shoot her and then mass Guy comes running up and we have to assume at this point that James is now his prisoner. Mm. Um, and is possibly getting bumped.
0: Oh, bad.
1: Just saying, it could happen. <laughs> um Kirsten, uh, she tries to run for the barn, she falls and fucks her leg, um, and then kind of has to crawl about everywhere. Which isn't the worst thing I've ever seen, it has to be said. Oh, hell. <laughs> um, we then see China doll walking along, so she's kind of crawling in agony towards the barn, and we see China doll walking up behind her. Once again, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot in this film, particularly from kind of this point on. Mm-hmm. And it really started to bug me, it has to be said. Like, you know, it's it's quite creepy when they appear behind, you know, the the, the attackers have a very creepy visage with these masks. Yes. Um, and it works really well. Everything's dark. It's done in the middle of the night, obviously. They kind of appear out of nowhere. There's another, she's crawling. The other one, Blondie, sitting on a swing, staring at her. Like, it's all going to end terribly wrong now. Mm-hmm. And then they just disappear again. I, I, yeah, I'm baffled. Um, <laughs> she gets... Anyway, lovely Liv Tyler gets into the barn. She um, finds the radio and she starts to call for help. And she can't get hold of anybody. starts hearing all sorts of noises and then China all smashes the radio up with an axe, allowing Liv Tyler to crawl away at approximately one and a half kilometres an hour. <laughs> yeah, she managed to make all the way back to the house. This, I, um, I love how
0: you, you converted that for the Americans there.
1: Yeah, from miles an hour to kilometres an hour. Know, what a guy you are, honestly. And um, she crawled up the garden on the right-hand side of the road. Um. <laughs> yeah, sorry, so at this point, as she's crawling away, we see like the other two female attackers, like one's on the swing, and the other one's watching her, and again... She gets away scot free to the house. Um, she's then kind of running, about, and running limping about in the house. Lights go out. Um, she sees masks. So she hides in a cupboard. Um, of course, it's a cupboard with louver doors, those slatted doors, mm-hmm. like they are in every goddamn film. Why does nobody in America just have a solid cupboard door? I, I Answer me! <laughs> Answer me now! Listeners, email in. Why do you insist on these doors that anybody could smash through with a child's toy? A <laughs> yeah, nice good reinforced covered door with a lock on the inside, you'll be fine.
0: A.K.A. a panic room.
1: Yes, a yes.
0: <laughs> yes. you keep your clothes in a panic room?
1: Or a sex room?
0: Sex dungeon.
1: I don't like to use the term dungeon. I prefer room. Yes, it's slightly misleading. Yes, dungeon is more factually accurate. But I like to call it a sex room. Okay sounds less intimidating in court <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> lost my fucking place in my notes now oh yeah right so she hides in, in the fucking paper cupboard whatever it is that she's in not a paper cupboard of course they're made of paper she's in the louver door cupboard um, mask guy kind of leaves she moves her face up to it. And then I think it's Blondie, her face suddenly appears in front. It, it, we've seen it a million times, that is to be said. Although, you do still get a bit of a jump out of it. Blondie then starts smashing the cupboard door, and then walks over and picks up the ring box that he'd tried to propose with initially, and then the carving knife, and Kirsten scrabbles about and finds like a tiny little kitchen knife you'd use to peel a potato. We know yeah. this isn't going to end well for her. Um, then James is kind of semi-conscious. Body gets thrown out of the room, and masked guy comes in with a shotgun. One girl tells her she's going to die. Um, she kind of tries to escape, but she's trapped, and then gets knocked out by the masked guy. He's then dragging her through the house, getting she's trying to hold on frantically, but can't. We uh, then now uh, the final teams, if you like, um, they kind of come to. It's the morning that they're tied up to chairs. Um, this gang are all standing in front of them. Basically, it's the cover of the, the DVD at this point. The three of them are standing in front of them with a mask, so two of them are tied to chairs. Um, Carson's greeting and all that. Why are you doing this kind of thing? And Blondie just says, because you're home.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of adding this kind of callousness. You know, there's no reason to any of this. We just want to do it, kind of thing. And they take... Uh, yeah, the parents start greeting and tell each other, love them and all that kind of thing. Um, the gang then take off their masks, but we don't ever see their faces fully, so you still don't really know what they look like. Um, Kirsten's kind of begging, just them not to do whatever it is they're going to do. But Mask Guy comes up and stabs James, right? Just quite. It was quite effective. He just goes up very slowly with a carving knife and just kneels down in front of him and slowly pushes it into his stomach, kind of thing, you know. Uh, they did do that quite well. China all does the same. Then Blondie turns on Kirsten and kind of does the same. and we, It kind of cuts away to shots outside the house, but you hear, obviously, there's more stabbing going you know? on. Um, everybody's lying on the floor, apparently dead. Mike's phone starts to ring because kind of, he's lying dead down the corridor from early. Kirsten turns out it's alive. She tries to crawl out, but the masked guy just appears and takes the phone away. Then see these two little guys say, Earlier um, on, like the two kids we saw at the start, in terms of their Mormons. They're, oh, they're probably just cycling about trying to find their 18th wife.
0: Oh, Baz. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, they're, they're cycling down the road. They're handing out their Wee Jesus leaflets. Um, the gang pull up in a van, like in a truck kind of thing. I, I thought they were going to abduct them or something I do remember we'd seen them at the start uh, they just take one of their Jesus leaflets and leave
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and as they're leaving you hear one of the females saying it'll be easier next time kind of implying that this is the first time they've done this uh, the boys then go out the house to find the bodies um, and w- one of them reaches down to touch Kirsten and she grabs his wrist and lets out one of those fucking screams and I will freely admit both times I watched this film just right at the end, at the very, very end of the movie, I was starting to get kind of tired and both occasions, my eyes shut just before that scream and I was woken by that scream and it did scare the freaking the Jesus out of me, <laughs> as did they <were> say. <laughs> um, and that's The Strangers.
0: <laughs> um, I felt a bit let down by this movie. Oh, interesting. The, um, there's... There's not a lot happens.
1: There's far too many kind of anti-climaxes and there's not enough actual scares in it. See all of this stuff? Like, oh look, they've appeared. They're going to get her now. Oh no, they've just bucked off. Where did they go? Do you know what I mean? They're going for a beer. Smoke (laughs) break. Smoke break. I I don't fucking know. I'm struggling to put my hands on it. It's brilliantly acted. It's a lovely film to watch, it's really well shot, it's it's nice and kind of atmospheric. It just kind of failed. Now, I appreciate it's a home invasion film, they tend not to be the scariest of films, it's more about the kind of bleak hopelessness of what's going on, but you look at films like Inside, uh, Inside fucking wrecked me, I could not get that film out of my head for days by the end of it. Um, Hush was another one as well, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? or it was your next, it was a bit more of a kind of action type one, you know what I mean, but we've seen very creepy home invasion films yeah. um, and the strangers, I personally feel really had the kind of the, the capacity to do that, because the visuals are great with the, you know, the gang that have that come into the house um, I, I just don't know where it went wrong, it just didn't ramp up enough Um and yeah, I, I was just waiting for a big kind of gut punch at some point and it it just never came. It, it's a decent enough film. I just feel it could have been a lot better.
0: Um, I, I don't disagree. Um, <clears throat> very much like yourself, home invasion movies for me is one of my least favourite subgenres And um, that I've seen loads of home invasion movies but I can maybe count on one hand the ones that I actually really like, um, and it's, it's the, the thing about it is very much like a lot of subgenres that we already have is <coughs> very formulaic. It follows a very distinct pattern, um, and the only thing that really changes between kind of tellings of the story is whether the people will survive at the end or they won't. Yeah, that's that's the only big there's the only big differences between how the stories are told. Um, I, I think there are a couple of things that work in its favour in this movie, but very much to its detriment. Um, the scenes of characters appearing behind them, I think, are used supposed to be put there for two reasons. One is to you know to to remind the audience, oh, they're you know they're everywhere. They could be anywhere sort of scenario and make you unsettled which I think they do quite well but I think that trope is overused in the movie Um, and the other reason I don't think it necessarily works is it only really pays off to, to a great extent is if your characters know they're being Followed all the way through the movie, uh-huh. and they don't, you know, or like no, when they the turn around, they're to a
1: lot of this. Yeah, yeah,
0: when they turn around and no one's there. So I think as an effect, once or twice, that would work great for the audience. But you, once you kind of caught on to that, and it seems like you caught on to it very quickly. Um, and I mean, it's not a long movie either; it's about an hour and twenty minutes. I don't know how long the uncut version is, but... I you think know, it was the, about
1: an hour 25, maybe.
0: Right, so there's maybe a couple of extra scenes. Maybe yeah. From it, from the sense of things, maybe some of the violent scenes were a a bit more violent, you know, mm-hmm. with a bit less editing on them. But you know, it's, it's not a long movie, and what I think is, like, my ultimate issue with The Strangers is that I don't think it's edited very well. I think it's... I think... There, there are scenes, when I say it's not edited well, I think the things we pointed out about the overuse of characters behind them and all the rest, you can take those scenes out or edit them in such a way that, you know, the character turns around and then there's no one there. You know, make it almost kind of feel supernatural, but obviously grounded yeah, yeah. in... They don't do that and it's, it's frustrating from my point of view. I think Liv Tyler is amazing in this movie. And like I said earlier, why she didn't off the back of this movie... Go away and start doing like a couple more horror films is beyond me. But the Strangers, albeit was a successful movie, it didn't really do much. And the talk of the sequel has been on the go since 2008 because it sets it up, you know, them saying you know it'll be better the next time is yeah, pretty totally. much pretty much setting up the sequel which never happened. And it's only now getting, I believe it's next year they're talking we'll get the Strangers too. And I, I'll be honest, I. I don't really want to watch it, and the reason I don't really watch it is because you are either going to do one of two things: you're either going to do that home invasion thing, you're basically going to copy this movie again. Yeah,
1: do it again. Yeah, just with the same three characters in a different house.
0: Yep. Or at the end, you're going to do a You're next, and our characters are going to get one over on the the assailants. Either
1: that, um, possibly, and God forbid, Liv Tyler comes back and seeks revenge upon them.
0: Yeah, or some, you know, some weird shit like that um i don't know i think to me it is is a a a frustrating movie but it is one that is beloved by the horror community i know very few people that think the same way as i do in the strangers it gets given a free pass quite a lot in my opinion inside came out the year before inside to me is absolutely fucking terrifying like It's like to me, it's the epitome of the modern home invasion movie. Um, I like your next because your next builds on the tropes, but then becomes a completely different movie. Halfway yep. through, it flips the story, and I think that works really well. But like I said, like just home invasions in general, the I, I mean, I remember the first time I watched Straw Dogs, and I'd never seen anything like that before. In, um, the Peck and the Peckinpah movie. And I thought it was incredible. Absolutely incredible movie. And that was probably my first taste of home invasion. And I've seen various different incarnations since. Even through to, we mentioned it earlier on, Panic Room. Which is not a great movie at all. Um, so I've seen a lot of them. I think this one, you could easily chop this down to an hour. And I think you would lose nothing. I think you, If anything, I think it would... You, you edit 20, 20 minutes out of this movie, you get a more tight taut, concise, creepier feel. Yeah. And then we talk about the, the movie as a whole. The first half of the movie, up until the point that they start actually toying with their prey, so to speak, which is what they're doing, really. And, I mean, maybe to an extent, the fact of fuck around with them a little too much, that plays into the fact that this is supposed to be their first time. Although, I would have thought it would have went the other way. I would have thought if it was your first time, chances are you would kill someone quickly to, you know, to... to to get over and done with and then over time you become more confident doing things. Yeah, you wouldn't have been so nonchalant when the guy equipped you a shotgun, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I, I don't know, that's just me. But, um, yeah, I think... It's, it's frustrating for me. I think the first half of the movie is really well constructed, really well, it's a tense, especially when we know there's banging at the door and all the rest. I think all that is handled really well in the movie and then the last 20 minutes I just find a bit... I don't want to say pedestrian because it undersells it, but there's just not the impact for the you know we're, the build-up doesn't give you the kind of crescendo of, of horror that you want at the end of this movie. You, you really like we built, we've done so much set and atmosphere, tone and tempo, etc. That when we come to the end of this movie, I just expect a bit more, and I I don't think we get it, which, which is a shame. Um, I, whilst we were chatting, I did a bit of research uh, just to confirm. <laughs> what I was saying earlier on yeah so the the director went off to do a found footage movie called Mockingbird which once again I think the first half of that movie was actually pretty good I hated the ending of it like really hated the ending of it Um, and he then did a movie last year called The Monster which I thought was really good really 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 good kind of home invasion but set in a car Um, and his new movie uh, which I don't think he's actually directing But he's he's the writer for it. It's called Strangers Which is the sequel So we've got this Strangers And the second one is Strangers I'm imagining that title will change um, Before it is released And that's due in 2018 Now you mentioned a couple of things you wanted to touch back on And one was the music
1: Yeah um, Throughout it there's the, the soundtrack is really really good Mm-hmm. It, it's really good and it fits with the film so well and the kind of way they bring it in is that there's a record player in the house and there's various records you hear like Tyler's putting records on at the start the, the kind of attackers if you like are using it later on as well for different things and that they bring the music in this way but I just I thought the scoring in this film was brilliant
0: I would agree with that I, well, once again yeah. your next kind of springs to mind with that one as well another movie which I thought used to score really really well um, in conjunction with what, was, with what was happening on the screen.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: absolutely. So, um, I get a sneaky suspicion I know where this is going, although unlike uh, unlike some of the other movies we've already discussed on Basby Halloween, it seems like you did actually enjoy this one.
1: Yeah, I felt a bit disappointed in it, mm-hmm. but it is a good film. You know, it's not a cheap film in any kind of way you know you watch something like I cannot fucking believe I spent 90 minutes of my life watching that don't feel yeah. like that at all about this film I'd probably stick it on again or you know if it came up like through the channels one night and it was there's a stranger you know I'd sit and watch it kind of thing um, I just I just felt they missed a bit of a trick I think they could have done better I think it could have been punchier to be honest
0: Mm-hmm. Right, well, you may have answered that question then um, So, in the second movie of the second episode of Baz v. Halloween in 2017 On the Pantheon, on the stage of battle Where the Baz faces down horror movies to enter, one leaves In this round, who won? Was it the Baz or was it the Strangers? It was a comfortable win for the Baz in this one, mate
1: got to say, um, it was a bit, I think you know yourself, you were taking a bit of a long shot with a Home Invasion movie.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely.
1: Um, and it panned out that way. I mean, I really didn't. I was, I was quite comfortable getting into the whole thing. Even with Paranormal Entity, I was a bit like, oh, mm, God, I wonder how this is going to pan out. Didn't really feel like that with this one mm-hmm. uh, from the start. As I say, it was more like I kind of enjoyed the film rather than it had any effect. There's, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely t- claiming this one for myself.
0: Kapow so there we go the Baz takes a comfortable 3-1 lead which is not looking good for the series ladies and gents if if this continues at the end of next episode the Baz can only draw so hopefully we can bring it back but we'll discuss that uh, when we close out the show which is coming right after this You're listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. And welcome back. You've been listening to The Podcast Under The Stairs. This has been Baz v. Halloween episode number two of 2017 with reviews of Paranormal Entity and The Strangers. And at the end of this round, it's a resounding victory for the Baz on both counts. Baz, you're now three points up. To uh, Halloween's one, uh, the scores standing just now are that I'm losing two, um, and that the listeners are only losing one, so they, they are one point up, and I'm still sitting at zero. Don't like this. Don't like it at all. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling much better after
1: this one. I've got to say, um, I was a bit disappointed and annoyed after the first episode. Um, only managing a win to draw, um, in particular losing to Bad Ben. <laughs> Um, yeah I feel a lot more comfortable after this and I've got to say uh, both of these taking well in my stride quite enjoyed The Strangers I don't know I'm fucking it fuck <laughs> um I can't believe I've got another three of them sitting there waiting to be watched
0: <laughs> oh yes yes and things are going to take an interesting twist when we're moving to the next one because we've said it before as I like to gamble every now and again I'm not very good at it um, but I do like to gamble and sometimes long shots pay off sometimes when I am wholly convinced that I will not get the result that I want that's when it hits you um, and the next episode is pretty much that episode um, on the next episode the listener's choice is Megan is Missing now I've been told God knows how many times this is the movie that's going to get you Um still unconvinced but I don't know Uh, But the listeners have demanded it and by god we will give the listeners what they want Um, and that could be potentially a chance to claw back a point but I am throwing caution to the wind uh, with my choice it's this tiny little movie which is only an hour long called Blackwell Ghost and um, I, I, I watched it and I thought about it for a good couple of days after, but my wife was unsettled watching this. And my wife, you wouldn't want to do a, a Corinne versus horror because she would win every single fucking episode. Like her pulse, But she just doesn't get Horror movies have zero effect on her. She watches them very cynically. Um, you've met my wife. You know what she's like. Uh, she's like just like kind of just belittles them and at the same time belittles me for enjoying them. And um, she said that this movie kind of got up to her do. a little bit and on the basis of yeah. that, and that alone yeah. uh, it I'll will make it way. Up, so, uh, its way So it's a found do. footage I'll double do. bill yeah. next week
1: Just give me five minutes Ooh,
0: Bringing it back when Megan is missing and Blackwell Ghost So we will see how things fall there Like I say, if Baz wins both then ladies and gents, we, we've effectively, we, we, we've lost <laughs> we, we can't win But if we can maybe claw back a couple of points, then maybe this competition gets a little bit more interesting. Don't know why my voice (laughs) went like that, but there we go. Yeah, Uh, yeah,
1: so. Um, I'm saying nothing about it. I was far too cocky at the start of all this, and it backfired on me badly, so I'm keeping my mouth
0: shut. The good thing about the content of Megan is missing is we know that it's a subject matter that gets under Bazzy's skin, so. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's a good thing. That is a good thing from, from my point of view. And the fact that both movies are shot in a, a style of cinema that tends to get under your skin as well, kind of you know, it maybe maybe is a turning point. Who knows? I don't know. At this stage, who knows? But these competitions are so fucking wild and you can't predict them. You cannot predict them. I've tried, this is my fourth year, and I still can't predict anything right. It's just, uh, 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 I'm dumbfounded absolutely dumbfounded uh, it's ageing me horribly um, so so uh, that brings us to the end of this episode which means that we pimp the show I don't know why I keep doing this but I'm just it's habit now and I'm a creature of habit and I keep thinking this might be the first episode that someone's tuned into I, I, I apologise if it is <laughs> there are better shows out there um, only joking only joking these are the, these are the heavy hitters and um, the way you can check out and continue checking them out and support this show is um, by listening to the podcast under the stairs through Apple Podcasts please, 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 please subscribe to our feed that way you get the episodes as and when they drop you get access to the entire back catalogue of T Episodes. While checking us out over there, please leave us a rating and a review. The rating, uh, the ratings, the ratings, uh, the ratings are very important. The ratings um, put us up on the I Ching charts for people to check out the show, so they will see us listed amongst other shows, and they'll be like, "Oh, look at that one; that's quite interesting." Uh, lots of five-star reviews there. I should check it out. But the reviews are equally important. The reviews are your words to tell people why to check out this show. It takes seconds to do, it does like, takes next to no time to write us something nice about what we do, it means the world to us and it's free and it really does benefit the show. You can check us out on Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, on the TuneIn app and on Google Play. Please visit our website tputscast.com and join our newsletter by scrolling to the bottom of that opening page and typing in your email address becoming part of our newsletter Under the Stairs. Please visit our Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputzcast is a fantastic community and because we're in October now the movies are everywhere. Everyone's watching everything. It's a great place to meet, converse, agree and disagree with fellow horror bands. The Baz is in charge of our twin prongs of social media As Baz, I know you are at the stage now, you're like that. If they, I have built it, why have they not come? Um, then, uh, <laughs> like literally and figuratively, um, how can they? How can they interact with you on on the the social networks? Uh, it could not
1: be simpler, Duncan. Um, they can get us on Twitter and on Instagram. On both those platforms, it's at Teapots Cast. And please, if you do come along, make sure you send me a retweet. Or tag us in something on Instagram to see. Very nice, very
0: nice. Now to once again give away a peek behind the curtain. We have recorded these first two episodes in fairly close quarters because the Baz is going off for a wee holiday or vacation. Vacation. V. V. K. As they call it in the states. The Baz is off to his favourite country in the world, Spain, um, for (laughs) for about a week. So he's getting a little break. This might benefit us when he comes back for, for a, a, a horror double bill. But um yeah, I, I just wanted to say, Baz, on air, even though it's retrospectively and I will know how you got on by now. Um I hope you have a nice holiday, man.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we have we actually gone out for a family wedding, um, hence now time to the the land of Spain. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, but we're done into a little mini holiday, we've got the kids coming out losing that, so yeah. I shall be back after that and straight back into this nonsense again
0: Fantastic, fantastic Last words from the Baz Um, Thanks everybody
1: for tuning in Uh, I'm feeling a bit less punch drunk After this episode And I will see
0: you all on my return Fantastic, and from myself Wherever you are, whatever the time zone is And whatever you're up to in this big bad world Please, please, please take care of yourself The podcast Under the Stairs will return In one week's time With the next Baz B Halloween From 2017 But until then, this is Duncan McLeish Broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I'm saving off.